in the morning when you need the news that matters most. They can kiss my f***ing ass right downtown and print it. You need the front page. All these mother editorials. On the press box. They're really, really behind you around here. My f***ing ass. With Graney and Bischoff. Rip them mother Rip them toxic suckers like the f***ing players. The Lady Rebels won the Mountain West Tournament. 75-65 over Colorado State yesterday. That will make it an NCAA tournament appearance for the first time since 2002 for the Lady Rebels. A 20-year drought is now over. Lindy The Rock in her second season has taken UNLV back to the NCAA tournament and won the Mountain West in the regular season and the conference tournament championship. She is 41-15. and in her two seasons as the head coach at UNLV, 28 and eight in the mountain West and now headed to the NCAA tournament. That's about as good as you could possibly expect yeah. from a new hire. Even better. <laughs> hey, Desiree Reed Francois hit a home run. She did. Absolutely. She hit a home run a on this hire. hire. Yeah. And now the question, I think, well, they got to play an NCAA tournament, but I think there's going to be a legitimate question here pretty soon. Is Lindy the rock staying at UNLV? I think there'd be one job that she'd be interested in for sure where she went to school at Stanford. I mean, who wouldn't be interested in that job? Um, but, you know, such has been made a huge deal of her coming home, having been a high school star here. Her her dad, one of the you know best high school coaches in the history of uh, the town. I think it'd have to be a really, really good offer for her to leave. I really do. Stanford's one thing. We heard last week, hey, watch for Arizona State. I think that's a completely other deal. I, I don't think that's something she would want to do. Arizona now, State doubles her salary? Well, now, my next point was, hey, Eric Harper, I know nobody uses checks anymore, but maybe you get out the ATM card because you probably <laughs> need to bump her a little. So her salary, she's a five-year deal. Last year, she made $210,000. On the current deal, she'll make 300000 in the fifth year of that contract. Is what she did in the first two years enough to now bump her to that fifth year? Salary wise, uh, she yeah, I would I would have to believe she's getting a contract extension and raise from UNLV. Like they're ripping up the old one and they're starting well, they from should. wherever. And it again, I I don't know what like if it's Arizona State, I don't know what a Power Five team would be willing to come in and pay Lindy the Rock. Like, are they coming in with a four hundred thousand dollar offer? Then UNLV might be losing Lindy the Rock, but. If UNLV can conceivably do three hundred thousand and have a raise from three hundred thousand to four hundred thousand over the next five years or whatever that is, then possibly that's enough. Until, like you said, if if Stanford ever comes, like that's probably a done deal. Like Tara, if uh, Tara Vanderveer, who's the head coach at Stanford, I don't eventually think, retires. Yeah, whenever I mean, that happens, like conceivably, if like if Lindy the Rock stays good at UNLV for like three more seasons and then Tara Vanderveer retires or something, then... And she had a shot at it? Right. I think she'd have to consider Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Oh, no doubt about it that she'd be leaving UNLV for Stanford. So it's it's curious, but she has been phenomenal so far. And now terrific. we come back to actually this season. The key for them is can they get a 12 seed? They're, uh, yeah. The, the most recent bracketology on ESPN has them as a 13 seed. The 13 seed plays the four seed, and that game is in the four seed's home gym. If you're the 12 seed, you get to play the five seed in the four seed's home gym. So you're not playing a right. true road game. Now, if you beat the five seed, you're, you're probably playing, playing the, the four seed yeah, in their home gym. gym, which 
if you win an NCAA tournament game, I think you'll you'll accept that you're just playing the second round somewhere else. But the key can be, can they get up to a 12 seed or are they going to be effectively doomed to a 13 seed and playing a four seed on the road? And by the way, Colorado State's point guard, she's oh. like, they, they said she's 5'5". Five, five. She does not look 5'5", five, five. Five, looks much shorter. How was she so good? She was like she was terrific. By far, she's from the little, smallest little player on the court. Not like by far, smallest player on the court, and she was phenomenal yesterday. I'm probably wrong, but did they say Seton Hall? Yeah, transferred in from Seton Hall. Okay, I I, I heard that. Okay. Yeah, at one point she missed a layup and got her own rebound. And yes, and, and got it was an just one. Like, it was just like you're taller than her. Just wave your arms over her yeah. head. That. That play cut it to one with four minutes to go, and then UNLV pretty much ran away with it. UNLV got two huge baskets down the stretch from their two best players. Desiree Young hit sort of a falling down seven-footer where she probably got fouled. I don't really know what happened there, but it was a tough shot, and she hit it. And then out of a timeout, they draw up a play with like three on the shot clock, and Essence Booker drills a corner drills three. three off of Lindy the Rock yeah. drawn up play in the timeout. So their two best players made two of the biggest shots to basically help them put away Colorado State and win the mountain. I thought, and Jared's right, I'm looking at the schedule. It, it appears it's Selection Sunday. I'm almost certain in the past the selections for the NCAA tournament for the women were Monday because I said, okay, Selection Sunday for the men on Sunday. We want our own day. We want our own publicity. But this is saying right here on ESPN, uh, ESPN broadcast Sunday that they'll have their selection. So I'm guessing Sunday night after the after yeah, the they're not going to go. I don't show. think they'll go head to head. Maybe if it's three three o'clock, three twenty for the men. They might go like five or six o'clock yeah. for the women. So we'll find out Sunday where the Lady Rebels are going. Press box transition. The Seahawks are apparently exploring trading for Deshaun Watson, according to Aaron Wilson. Um, all right, there, there's two. I have two questions for you on this. First, I'll do the Seattle standpoint. Why would Seattle pivot from Russell Wilson to Deshaun Watson? Uh, Unless, I guess, did Wilson force his way out? That's but something like, we don't know. But like, that's not much of a rebuild, is it? Like, if you no, if you go if get you, Deshaun Watson, if you moved Wilson, and we talked about this yesterday. It was almost surprising because Pete Carroll's in his low 70s. Yeah. And I didn't know a coach in his low 70s said, yeah, let's rebuild. I mean, there's just no chance someone that age, no matter how young he looks and how young he acts, he's in his low 70s. And that was surprising because when he, they trade him, like like you said about Carr, if you trade Carr, you're rebuilding. And that's fine. I mean, that, that, that might probably be the way they should go. But you're going to pivot and go to Deshaun Watson, which, again, everyone's talking about Deshaun Watson there hasn't even been any case. There hasn't even been anything heard yet on and, all these uh, all these accusations. I, I don't think these these cases end in a day. And that's my other question on this: Should we simply just sort of? I don't think we. I think we should stop just wait. talking about Deshaun yes. Watson going somewhere because his legal issues are not being resolved. They quickly. haven't been a. They haven't. You know, other than you know, depositions, they haven't even really been a, approached yet. David, he hasn't spent one day in court. I don't think. And he is. Most likely not playing in the NFL until they are resolved. Oh, I don't think the league would let him. Right. I mean, they didn't suspend him last year, but that's because the Texans were willing to keep him on the roster right. and just not play and him. Just not play him. Which was still bizarre, but I have to imagine, like, if he were, if his rights were traded to, let's just say, Seattle right now, and Seattle was like, we're playing this guy, I have to imagine the NFL would step in and say, hey, he's on the commissioner's list now. Yeah. So, no thank you. Next question. All right. We didn't get to this yesterday, but I thought this was one of the most important things from the week of college basketball. Gonzaga won the WCC title over St. Mary's. 
Did you know or did you see Chet Holmgren's dad yeah. films his son's game on a handheld video like camcorder? I uh, saw him on Twitter. They Adam showed me on Twitter him actually doing it. Yes, and it was absolutely hilarious. It is it, like just how from old his are those seat. camcorders. I don't know. When's the last time I saw somebody using one? Uh, years? Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's just and just from his seat. Like he's not even like up high, like getting a good angle. He's just from his seat, handheld camcorder, recording his entire son's game. And you imagine Tim trying to send those videos to an NBA team. <laughs> They're like, what the hell is this? How, how do we call this thing up? We don't know what this is. Like, I have to imagine. Just the tracking thing pops <laughs> exactly. up when they put it in. In all honesty, that's got to be where it started, right? Like, he was filming his son and like, he was yeah, like, workouts oh, and this all guy's that. good. Yeah, like, exactly. my, my kid's got a chance. I got to get some video and He's send tall. it out here. Yeah. This is going to be seven foot. But, like, now, the, the games are on TV. Yes. Like. He can record them. Hell, I'm sure if Chet Holmgren asked ESPN for a copy of the games, they'd probably send it to him. Or his own team has game film of every single game that people scout that he could watch. So here's my question. What detail, what angle, what off-court thing is Chet Holmgren's dad needing to get on camera because the TV broadcast is not going to pick it up? He slaps the floor. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and here's another question for you does he shut it off when his son checks out of a game oh that's a good question or does he record i'm gonna say he shuts it off he hits the red button because i think recording. those old camcorders yeah. had the red button on it so you hit the red button to stop the uh the filming are these like home movies on a sunday night like the, back in the day with they like say, sit down with yeah. their their tray tables with their food and they do the old home movies and they watch chet See, play basketball they were gonna watch chet score 27 against pacific Time for dinner. <laughs> I didn't know where the punchline was going to be. I didn't either. Great question. <laughs> Kareem Benzema scored three second half goals yesterday as Real Madrid <laughs> knocked PSG out of the Champions League. Round of 16. PSG was up 2 0 on aggregate. And then Kareem Benzema scored in the 61st, 76th, and 78th minutes to take a 3-2 lead. And that means Kylian Mbappe, Lionel Lionel Messi, Messi, and Mm -hmm. Neymar are all out of the Champions League in the round of 16. Champions League is phenomenal. You love this stuff. Oh, it is unbelievable. I'll take the field. It is incredible. Oh, there's eight left. Well, not yet. There's This was the first, let's see, four have been eliminated from the quarter. So So we're down to 12 left. Yeah. When they get to eight, do we do another one of no, our? No, absolutely uh, not. And Jared gets the absolutely field. It not. worked out great. Absolutely Flip a coin not. between you and I. <laughs> then who gets first pick, and then Jared gets the field. Maybe in the semis, you and I will pick a team, we'll and Jared, flip a coin. Jared can have two okay. of the four right, okay. in the semis. That's, good. that's what we'll wait for. All the right. semifinals, Jared. That's when you'll get the you'll overwhelmingly. Get we'll get yeah, I'll get a free lunch. Yes. Overwhelmingly good odds to get a free lunch. Daddy had a breakaway. Iona. <laughs> Was knocked out of the MAC tournament. Rick Patino not going to be back in the NCAA tournament. They were the one seed. Iona was 25 and 6 this year. They were pretty good, but they got beat by the nine seed Ryder, and Iona will now play in the NIT this year. <gasps> what a disappointment. So sad. Rick Patino v. Kevin Kruger. Oh, in the, the NIT. The one seed against the, one the seven seed. <laughs> yes. Exactly. That would be fun. Be great. I'm on board for that. Yeah, they, be great. Get Iona on the get the schedule next year. Yeah, what they should doing? just get. They should just 
schedule them just so we see Rick Patino. Patino, again. Beard, Otzelberger. Yeah. Let's go. Put them all on the schedule. That needs to happen. Why has that not happened yet? That would be a lot of fun. I don't I don't care about coaches' feelings, but let's go. Put them all on the schedule. And they all need to be home games. We don't no. No, we don't need to play no. watch this team play in Aves, Iowa. Probably be one good. of the better schedules UNLV has put together recently. Yeah, Texas, Iowa State, yeah, that'd be pretty helpful. <laughs> Iona probably helpful too. Iona better than most teams they play. Uh I don't know. We'll see. The Suns blew out the Heat 111 to 90. Chris Paul didn't even play in that game. Where is your Hall of Fame coach? Well, is he it's sick? it's not is he like sick? he's gonna it's not like he's gonna go 82 and is 0. He under the like weather? everyone's gonna lose a game yes, every now and then. Got blown out. Wasn't by, even close. Got blown out by the Tony team that's clinched a playoff berth because they blew out the Heat and they don't have Chris Paul. Campaign's out here something. with an ugly jumper just torching him. Hall of Fame coach still in first place in the East. Uh, still with the number one seed. Uh, boy, the Bucks are coming strong. Eh. Bucks keep winning. They'll Only figure out back. how to lose. Only two back. They literally just won the title, Jerry. I know. And they're my team. I know. What are you doing? It's, well, You're uh, the worst. <laughs> the absolute worst. Your team just won. You're like, ah, they always find a way to blow it. I feel the same they way literally about the, I feel just, the same way about the, just blow it. about the Chiefs. Well, <laughs> yeah. At least they didn't just win it last year. At least they actually have blown it a couple of years in a row. Unbelievable. All right, coming up next, Jack Eichel makes his return to Buffalo tonight. Yeah, it is a little, it's definitely strange. Um, but I'm not the first guy to get traded and go to another team and go back to the team they were at. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a little awkward, you know, walking in here, going to the uh, visitor's room. But, you know, other guys have done it, so. It's just business as always. You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. Golden Knights play the Buffalo Sabres today. You can hear that over on Fox Sports Las Vegas. It will be the first time that Jack Eichel takes on his former team since being traded and having neck surgery. Uh, Jack Eichel also said yesterday that there's no bitterness on his end uh, with the Buffalo Sabres and how it ended. Do you believe him? Absolutely not. (laughs) This wasn't like he struggled and like, hey, we got to move you down a line. This was you have a major neck injury. We don't want to listen to you. We don't care what you think. We want you to have this kind of surgery, and we're not going to budge on it. So I have to believe that's a little more serious in his mind, or it was as serious in his mind with the back and forth with him than it was if it was a plain situation. Uh, there, I guess there are some people on this planet that don't get bitter. Um, but <sighs> if Jack Eichel is a fairly normal human being, he's got to be extremely bitter or yes. at least something close to bitter. Like they didn't let him get neck surgery yeah. because he wanted a different kind of neck surgery. Yeah. Like the team literally wouldn't listen to what he wanted to do for neck surgery and then traded away. I mean, and ultimately, what? Cost him 20, 30 games, right? If Buffalo right. had just let him have the surgery, he would have probably missed some time. Well, hell, maybe not. Maybe he could have had it in the offseason and could have been ready to go for game one. Like, he might have missed half a season of playing because the Sabres wouldn't let him have neck yeah. surgery. Like, there's got to be there some has bitterness. There to be level there. of bitterness. Like, people get bitter about small stuff all the time. People get bitter because they got an email and they interpreted the tone wrong. We got bitter because we couldn't open the popcorn in the uh, in the uh, break room about five minutes ago because it, it was sealed beyond uh, 
uh, belief, so we couldn't open it up. Uh, what is going? Who would be the funniest person to score tonight? Oh, Jack Cody Eichel Eakin. scoring against Buffalo, or Cody Eakin, Alex Tuck, Peyton Krebs scoring against the Golden Knights? Not Tucker Krebs, just Cody Eakin. Okay, so I'll Cody, Cody Eakin, third line center scoring against his old team. God, he's still on the third. They line. have him on the third line. That's what he was skating this morning. They 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 tweeted How out the lines. How bad is Buffalo? They I mean, listen, out the lines. The only Golden Knights team to make the Stanley Cup final played with Cody Eakin as first line center in the first game of their season. So maybe the key is to put him on the first line and just watch him suck and then go did to the Stanley Gerard Cup. Gerard also start the fourth line a lot. He did do that. Yeah, he did do he that. Did. That was his favorite thing to do. That's what he loved to do. Um, we also had an interesting update yesterday. Jesse Granger and Danny Webster are, are uh, both traveling with the team for this. And at practice, they both made the observation here that Ryan Craig, one of the assistant coaches, uh, appears to be running the Golden Knights power play during practice. Um, if you're not that familiar with the coaching staff, Steve Spot has been the guy in charge of the power play, has been the coach that effectively runs the power play. At practice, it was Ryan Craig. I would also note that in their last game, when they took a timeout during a power play, Ryan Craig was the one on the with bench the board. with the little whiteboard the drawn board. up where they're supposed to go. So it would appear as though Steve Spot is no longer in charge of the power play, and Ryan Craig is. Pete DeBoer, when asked about it yesterday, said, the way our staff works, everybody works everywhere. Sometimes we switch voices and messaging at different points to grab attention back, especially when you're 60 games into a season. Again, like the non-bitterness, no one believes this. You have demoted you have demoted <laughs> Steve Spot. I mean, come on. The way our staff I understand works, why he said it. Everybody works but everywhere. Absolutely no one believes that. <laughs> Do you? He, no, does of he just not want to say yeah, it out he just, loud? Yeah, he, he doesn't want to say it out loud that he demoted one of his guys because he's on his staff. Like, he doesn't want to throw him under the bus. I mean, is it that hard to say the power play sucked? We're going to try out Ryan Craig now? I think it's inferred. Now? Like they didn't yeah. fire the guy? No, I don't know what he's doing now. Yeah, well. Was that his only uh, responsibility? He, did he know what he was doing Was special before, teams so. his only responsibility? Just over the shoulder kind of going, important. well, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, that's why I have the job now. <laughs> Here's the question that uh, neither one of us are going to be able to answer most likely. Does this change anything? I don't know. Like, their power play hasn't been good. Like I mean, they, Daddy got a goal the other night. They have scored a goal. They, Daddy had fair, a breakaway. They yeah, have Daddy scored had a goal. two power play goals in the last two games. But it still hasn't been a good power play for the entirety of the year. It wasn't a good power play last year either, right? right? Like, postseason, that's a big reason why they didn't win anything because the power play was awful. Like, I have to imagine. Can't be worse. Well, no, I have to imagine if Ryan Craig had some great ideas. He would have brought him up before. Like, he would have brought him up a month ago, three months ago. Like, I can't imagine Ryan Craig was over there on staff just being like, oh, I got great ideas, but I got to wait for Steve Spot to get demoted before I start well, using him. I agree with that because I do think whatever DeBoer says, he did demote Spot, but I do think it's like college basketball coaches, you know, when they're looking, they all sit in the same room and everyone has right. an opinion. Everyone's like, oh, did you see that? Did you see that? And ultimately, Kevin Kruger probably makes the decision of what they're going to do. Um, I have to believe this is the same way. Ryan Craig isn't sitting in a film room not saying one thing. <laughs> he might say it in a – with Steve Spot in charge, he might say it in ways like, hey, have we ever thought of this? Right. I don't think he's saying, hey, this is what we need to do. But, I mean, yeah, there's just no way just, he hasn't said it. I just can't imagine he's got some great fixes and he just hasn't brought them up yet. Right, like, right. surely there has been a time – 
where the coaching staff has sat in a room together and said, our power play sucks. What ideas yes, you let's guys look at got? this film and what do you see? Like, surely that has happened where there has just sort of at least been like an open forum for, hey, what ideas do you have? Because yes. the power play is atrocious. <laughs> we will surely, take anything. Yeah, and surely Ryan Craig said something at that point if he had any great ideas. So, I again, maybe it does. Maybe he's got some small tweak that unlocks the entire power play. Whatever it is, they've scored. Uh, they've scored a couple. Like the one they, the, the Donovs goal was a, was a good power play goal. I mean, that was a welly passed power play goal. Yeah. It's a, it's a really weird phrase to say yeah. welly passed, but it, there was good passing on the power play. That Daddy, to, Daddy, bang that home. Oh Jesus, it's a hell of a goal. Oh my God, he did. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's a great goal by Daddy. Is it weird that you went from you went from having technically correct years ago with me saying the thing that makes you go Jesus Christ, and now you're with Sports Writer of the Year Ed Grady saying Daddy banged it home. He did. It was a great goal. Uh, Is that the key? Whacking that thing around. Yeah, whacking it around. Daddy banging it home. All right, Darren Millard's going to join us in a minute. Um, he's like yelling at you on TV now. How do you feel about this? I feel I felt honored. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the last game during one of the intermissions. Given I'm right. He came in and was like, Ed Grady and I have this argument yeah, a lot. Well, Momentum's not pretty real. good Momentum for me the other night, didn't it? <laughs> coming off the coming off that win, and then they just lay an eggs. Like, well, where'd your momentum go? What happened? Right? Why didn't you carry it well, over? Well, by that point, they had lost the momentum. And in order to regain the momentum, they had, they had you gotta regain yeah. the momentum in order to lose the momentum yeah. again. And then yeah. you regain the momentum. Oh, boy. <laughs> Coming up next, Darren Millard's going to join the show, and he's probably going to get yelled at about momentum. Maroon is not just a color. This is the VGK Update with Darren Millsy Millard. Darren, you know you're about to get yelled at, right? Really? Yeah, I mean, I, you don't expect that every time you come on? Uh, I, I expect some shenanigans from you shenanigans get, get yelled at that that's a little bit uh, elevated from normal i mean listen all i'm saying is in the last golden knights game you on the air brought up your long-standing disagreement with ed graney about momentum yes. yeah and um they did not carry any momentum over from the win against ottawa uh into philadelphia and they lost and you're wrong i i I did not uh, help out my argument uh, that 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 performance did not help out my argument <laughs> that I, my my belief in momentum and I just I wanted to acknowledge that Ed is uh, Ed, Ed has uh, a solid standing right now. Well, I was honored just to be mentioned. Um, to be right makes it even better. Uh, there's no que- <laughs> there's no question about that. Uh, they did not carry it over, and if they win tonight. They didn't have any momentum in losing to an atrocious team. So if they win tonight, you're not really carrying over momentum, right? You're, be- I guess, uh, your argument would be they're building new momentum. Yeah, and it's a bounce back game tonight. Oh, <laughs> oh bounce back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that that's what tonight is. Tonight's a pure bounce back. It's been a weird couple of weeks in the NHL uh, for uh, teams that are below uh, the playoff line. And, and coming up with big performances, it's it's been uh, odd. There's there's been a couple by Arizona, uh, a couple by uh, Detroit. Uh, well, it's uh, the Avalanche lost to the, the New Jersey Devils. It's it's kind of weird. Can I give you some breaking news that you probably already know? Yes. 
Robin Leonard has been sent back home for tests for a lower body injury. Brissaw will start tonight, and Logan Thompson is with the team. Riley Smith out tonight as well. Are you worried? Uh, no, but it's not good. <laughs> There's some momentum for you. Yeah, he's yeah, not no, the best in the business for nothing, folks. Wait, no, it's 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 not like I mean. That was a tweet, by the way, by Danny Webster. I was going to say, you said Leonard sent home for what was it? And Dave Shane. uh, Robin Leonard has sent back to Las Vegas for further testing. Uh, He added it is not an upper body issue. DeBoer, it is a lower body issue. Riley Smith has been ruled out for tonight's game at Buffalo. What the hell happened to Robin Leonard? Well, there was a play in the third period the other night where he went uh, across the crease, and uh, it looked like uh, he, he banged something up or did something to himself. Uh, I only know this because I'm a nerd, and and I was watching. He got up a little slowly, and I was watching on, on television, like uh, you guys would have been. But uh, he was a little slow getting up, and I watched Brassois on the bench. He stood up, and it looked like he went and got his mask uh, to, to be ready. And uh, and it, uh, amazingly, and Leonard stayed in the game. But uh, but that's that's what I it probably is. I would think. Uh, uh, to that case, because I was expecting uh, actually a, goal, a goalie change or anticipating uh, something happen, but it, but it never did at the time. And I was uh, uh, thinking positively that okay, he got through that. Maybe it's it's not that bad. Maybe it was just one of those ones where the guy gets up slowly uh, because the play exit the zone, but probably was uh, a little more than that. And uh, and that was probably the play that had occurred in the third period. Sounds like they need Riley to trade. Smith, for... I don't know anything about. Uh, I don't. I'm not uh, aware of anything uh, on that front. But uh, that's the that's your only line that uh, that's consistent uh, in in the sense of just got a lot of familiarity. Like Pete's done everything uh, in his power to avoid moving anybody from that line because it's it's a line that he can count on uh, because there's familiarity and uh, now you've, you've you've lost that line. So I'll be. Um, I'll be curious to see what he does now uh, with the Donov scoring. Uh, does that make a difference in where he places him? And uh, there's there's part of me in the in the back of my head where uh, I, uh, do, you, do you put Marcheseau up with uh, Eichel and Patrick? Like uh, there's uh, there's a couple of little little ways that you can go now that uh, the Misfits won't be together. Uh, I think it opens up a, a brand new uh, ball game for for Pete DeBoer when it comes to how he organizes his forward lines. So they're going to trade for Mark Andre Fleury now? <laughs> no, no. Why not? Why not? No, they need a goalie. Uh, they need a goalie. Uh, Come on. Or okay, I'll ask you this: Should they just start tanking now? They're clearly never going to be healthy. This idea that they'll be anywhere close to healthy and ready for the playoffs just seems foolish by the day. No, look at look at how bad the, t- the other teams are. Why would you never catch them? Yeah, start losing would a lot. Be, would, would it be worth it? Don't they yeah. play all those bad teams? They can give them points when they lose to them. <laughs> you, you realize how bad some of these teams are? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just get into the top half. Got, hey, hey, Ed, what the, you, you've, you've covered some of these uh, press conferences. What do you think of the, the vibe with, uh, with Jack and, and the Buffalo media? Because... Uh, as much as everybody's neutral and everybody's uh, uh, carrying on uh, professionalism, sometimes they can get a little tense. Hold on. Yeah, uh, I know you answered that. They traded their first-round pick for Jack Eichel, so tanking wouldn't help them anyways. Go ahead. The, oh. uh, the, the, the vibe, by the way, uh, I thought it was, it, it was pretty good yesterday. Yeah, I don't believe one thing Jack Eichel said. <laughs> um, I think he's bitter. I think there's a reason he should be bitter, by the way. 
Uh, yeah. They wouldn't work with him on the neck injury. It, was, it wasn't it was like a sprained ankle. It was a neck injury. So I understand why he said it. What's the point of coming in and just kind of start ripping people? It's one game. You get through the game. But no one believed that he wasn't bitter. And, again, I think there's a great chance or there's a great reason for him to be bitter. Yeah. I uh, I think he should actually thank them because by way of doing all that, he, he got to land in Vegas, uh, which is pretty cool. So I, I think that, uh, that that's a positive. And if Buffalo fans cheer him tonight, uh, uh, I think it's misguided. I think they should they should absolutely be booing uh, the the uh, ownership and, and or management or whoever made that decision and threw that line in the sand because uh, it's clearly the the procedure has worked on two players now, uh, not just Jack but but Tyler Johnson. And, uh, whether it, got, it was because it was personal or uh, whether it was your, your medical staff, uh, it, it looks like it was the wrong decision. They should boo everybody. They should boo Jack Eichel. They should turn around and boo the owners. How about Philadelphia the other night? What did they so do? They're up. They're up. The fans of Philadelphia are notorious. Like they boo safe landings at the airport. They're uh, they're <laughs> they're vicious. Uh, they uh, are up one nothing in the first period, and they're on they're on their second power play, and it doesn't go swimmingly, and the fans start booing their team up one nothing in the first period. Well, and then they, they they score again and uh, and make it two nothing. But that that was that was fabulous uh, performance by Philadelphia fans. I feel confident saying they were booing because they were winning and they want the Flyers to tank because they <laughs> suck so bad. <laughs> I, mean, I don't they, think so. They experienced the Sixers for long enough. They know how this works. You don't want to win games when you're that bad. You need to lose. Solid solid point on that side of it. Yeah. All right. So it's obviously Steve Spot has been demoted. Uh, Pete DeBoer would not admit that. He says the way our staff works, everyone works everywhere. Okay, that's fine. But Ryan... He is right there. He is right there. They they have switched back and forth. People don't notice it as much, but they have switched back and forth uh, quite a bit between Greg and, 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 and Steve Spot over the time here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ryan Craig is now running the power play. What can Ryan Craig, we were talking about this before you come in, look, like you said, and we're you know we made the comparison of basketball coaches when they go in the room yeah. and watch film, everyone has an opinion, which they should. And then the head coach goes, "All right, good, thanks for your opinions. We're going to go with this." Um, at this point, though, how different can it be? Because we assume Ryan Craig in the past hasn't kept his mouth shut when it comes to the power play in the room when they're watching film. He must have had some kind of suggestions. So now, can he suddenly come up with something magical that hasn't been mentioned in the room? Do you believe in a different voice? Because it, I, I do, and uh, I think it, it, it's the same type of thing as uh, when a team makes a coaching change and they win the first three games. Like, the coach hasn't had any time to really do anything, but there's a different voice uh, in the room. There's there's different uh, level of uh, uh, messaging uh, to it. So uh, I think it, uh, it, it could be as, as simple as that. Um, uh, I don't think that there's anything uh, crazy that they've done, other than maybe Jack's being a little more assertive on his side. I, like, when he gets the puck on on his wing, uh, Ed, uh, he, his activation level is is increasing every game, and the team, uh, the opponent defenders, are having to watch for that cross team pass over to Pacioretty so much that when he can flip it down to Marcia Cell, right. Everybody, it, it opens up that bumper spot because the, the defenders have had to stay up high in the zone, and by doing that, uh, it opens up the Donovs. And they they went to that twice the other night, 
in in that uh, Philadelphia game, and arguably could have should have scored on, on both games, uh, both goals uh, tries that uh, that they only scored one on. So uh, I think it's uh, part of of Eichel being uh, certainly uh, more uh, at home on that man advantage. Uh, Marshall's done a fabulous job with that too as a right-handed shot. And and is is it a different voice? I, I don't know. I, sometimes it, it can make a difference. Uh, I don't know. I'm not in that room. I've never participated in that kind of uh, situation, but uh, it, uh, it it does uh, the power play does appear to be uh, good the last uh, couple of games or, or or more involved, but I I think it has as much to do with Eichel as, as anything. The guy had nine shots; his career high is eleven. It looks like he's he's back. If uh, hiring a new coach leads to three wins, why should a team not just hire and fire a coach every three games? <laughs> Never lose. And, that is the most Tyler thing I've ever heard. <laughs> you said it, not me. I didn't say it was a free three wins. Yeah, I, Pete DeBoer should be fired right now. They'll win the next three. That, that's the most Tyler thing ever. Steve Spot should be the interim head coach for three games. That, and then fire him. Even by your standards, that's impressive. Listen, you get down Listen, 3-1 in a playoff series, fire the coach. You're guaranteed advancement. If, if they do that... And it works like twenty straight games. I will believe in momentum. Like no, because you're, you're cutting off the momentum people. every three games. Ed, <laughs> that you let them build it up, and then you just kill it, and then they're back. Ed, your your point though on on spot uh, not running the power play and Craig taking over, but like Craig wouldn't be. He would be in the same meetings. They yeah, the, the, right. the coaches' room. They'd be bouncing stuff off yeah. each other. Like it's all it's all. I don't think they're they're coming up with brand new plans right. by any means. So that that's a really interesting no. point by by you and in, in the way that it's structured and and delivered and and why it's different. Well, that like was, you said, was, also they that have was a, my point ten minutes ago. Well, like they also had uh, Jack Eichel, who is a little different now. Yeah, yeah, very very much so. Uh, and uh, the, the, it used to be that they would run things sort of on the the top and then over to Pacioretty. Now it's way over to the other side that it's controlled, and uh, we didn't even see the defenseman touch the puck uh, on those those two power plays. Jack Eichel going to continue his power play momentum and have ten shots on goal this game. Don't answer. I that. Don't answer that. I don't want to hear. Can't wait to see. It. It's uh, by the way. It's uh, if you if you are going to watch it, I know it's on uh, Fox Sports Las Vegas, but it's one of those ESPN Plus Hulu games. It's not at AT and T Sportsnet, so. I'm, Plan accordingly. Plan accordingly. Yeah, thanks for the update. I actually didn't know that, so I appreciate yeah. that. I will plan yeah. accordingly. Oh, that that almost sounded like you were appreciative. Yeah. I mean, I would have figured it out before the game started and that's at some point, but I do appreciate that. Yeah. Now I'll, I'll... You're not really sarcastic. I can't figure out what you are. Gotten sarcastic? Where have you been? No, no, no. No, he's, he's not. not. Really sarcastic. He's not sarcastic. Oh, I thought, I thought you said he, had, he is sarcastic. No, no. Like, oh, tune in he, 7 to 10 no. Monday through Friday. What's beyond sarcastic but not mean? Like, oh, see, I was going know? the opposite. I was going smarmy. Like he's just—he's kind uh, of like an almost Tucker Carlson-esque of sports. Smartastic. 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 I don't know yeah. if that's a compliment or not. So. It is not. No, no, it's not. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. But tastic <laughs> yeah. sounds nice. I like the tastic thrown <laughs> on the end there. So, <laughs> thank you, Darren. I appreciate that. Now get out of here. You can listen to Darren on the Beach K Insider Show. Or catch him on TV when it's actually AT&T Sportsnet. 
for the intermission. Oh, he just oh, hung he up, up on us. He didn't want to hear me say How anything about, about him. Giving him credit and telling everyone where Jeez. they can hear this kid. Never mind. Don't what listen was that to him. About? Don't listen to him. Jeez. I think that's one of the first. We are still in single digits of people just hanging up mid-sentence on I us. like it. I like it a lot. It's a lot of fun when you hear that noise. I know it's Jared's least favorite noise. I think it's my favorite noise on the radio. All right, coming up next, we're going to jump into a little bit of the Raiders because all of a sudden they've got some more salary cap space. For Iwako, out top to Ham. He'll shoot a three straight away, and he'll hit it. Why not? It's every game, it seems. An early three from the top of the key for Royce Ham Jr., and the Rebels lead three to nothing. UNLV, the regular season Mountain West champions, and they complete the journey as the tournament champions. And for the first time in 20 years, UNLV Lady Rebels are heading to the NCAA tournament. We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Greeny and Tyler Bischoff. The Kruger era has begun a new Rebel tradition. We got are you going to write one about Lindy the Rock, Jared? I mean, I didn't write these. Yeah, but get on it. You enjoy them. You become the artist now. Don't just appreciate it. Make the art. Um, we're going to have tickets to the Mountain West Tournament Championship game to give away a little bit later in the show, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Um, I did want to uh, at least mention again what broke during our interview with Darren Millard. Robin Leonard. Not going to play for the Golden Knights tonight. He was sent back to Las Vegas for testing relating to a lower body injury, which I guess is Pete DeVore's way of saying it's not his shoulder. This is a new or different injury that Robin Leonard has. Are we assuming this is pretty serious? I think if they put this guy in a plane for testing and they can't do testing on the road, then it's serious. Usually if a trainer on the road can figure it out and say, well, we'll just leave you out for a game, you'll be fine. Putting this guy on a plane to go back to Vegas for testing, I think it's really right. serious. He's going back to yes. get MRI, X-ray, yes. something like along that. those lines. Yeah. The, uh, here we go. Ju- I mean, and, and the other part, Riley Smith is also not playing Which tonight as they well. They didn't even say why. Right. So that is one of your best wingers, and obviously your starting goaltender. Like this team is? Are they cursed this year? Like it's been unbelievable. Not great. It's been unbelievable. Do you believe in curses? We should, right? I mean, the way this team's playing, or not, I guess not well, even not playing, playing, the way this team is getting hurt. I mean, in all seriousness, are we going to have game one of the playoffs, Logan the... Thompson in net and like Keegan Colasar on the first power play unit? You're assuming if that's the team at that point, they're in the playoffs. <laughs> yes, you are right. You are right. I am Logan assuming Thompson's here. down the stretch. And Keaton Kolasar continues to be on the first power play. I'm not sure they're going to be in the playoffs. But how is this team just everyone just never is ends. hurt? Never I mean, ends. Everyone. I mean, Alec Martinez, right, gets the cut to the face with the skate, right? Pretty gruesome, could have been a lot worse type situation. And then he sort of had moments where, oh, he's back on the ice. He's not back on the ice. He still hasn't played. Like, what did, what did he play in, like, three games or mm-hmm. something like that? Like, Alec Martinez hasn't played this year. One of the team's more important defensemen. They obviously didn't have Jack Eichel for a while, but he's back. But Max Pacioretty's had three different injuries this year. Mark Stone has Carlson been in and out a lot of time. multiple times. Like, this is unbelievable. I mean, hell, Robin Leonard's been hurt. What is this, the third different? All is right. this the second or third different injury he's had this? Like, it is unbelievable how they have had so many significant injuries to significant players. When these things happen, other than the Martinez injury, you can't predict that, and that's horrible, and, you know, it's terrible what happened to him. A lot of the time, I want to know what you think of this. A lot of the time, if there's mis- this many injuries, 
might be unfair, but people start questioning what's the training staff doing. Oh, it all happens all the time. Oh, 100% like, happens what, all what, the time. Why are, why are there this many injuries? Now, again, as Darren said, Leonard could have gone across his crease, stuck his leg out, pulled something. We don't, we don't know. It's lower body. I mean, things like that. But the patch readies, the car. I mean, a lot of these things, you're like, man, this is a lot of injuries. The back of stone. I mean, it happens often that you're like, okay, what's going on internally, training-wise, that they have this many injuries? And again, some are flukes. I get that. But there's been, I mean, Yan Mark, this, that. I mean, everyone's on IR. They're off IR. It's like, this is just ridiculous. If they were all similar, or if there was a, a big string okay. of similar things. Now, to be fair, we don't actually know what most of the Well, most of them, are. you don't have no idea what they are like, anyway. We know. Uh, we know Martinez. We know Martinez got a cut. We know, we know Mark Stone has a back, back injury issue and we know jack eichel had neck surgery yeah. that's kind of it and leonard had a shoulder and problem. the golden knights are mad that we know all that <laughs> yeah they are very mad but like it is you know unreal. what i mean you know that happens a lot when there's right. this many injuries people start questioning right what's going on like i'm an arsenal fan there was a couple of years where people were like arsenal have had more hamstring injuries than the rest of the premier league combined right what's wrong with the training staff right, right. like it happens it absolutely does I don't know how fair it is. I don't I'm know sure, either. Like it's, but at some point you got to look around and say this can't just be bad luck. Like there's got to be there's got to be something more to it than just everyone on the team is going to get hurt at some right. point. And the other part of this, it's hockey. Like this is the sport where guys play through stuff. So we're talking True. significant injuries. Yes. The guys are missing time with.